is the Political Woman Podcast. I'm recording this on Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. Happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. Please be safe. The final rulings from the right-wing corrupt Supreme Court 2022-23 session. The Supreme Court is now on vacation but only after setting the country back 20 years or so when you look at civil rights. All right, I don't want to be overdramatic. We have survived worse in this country, and we're going to survive this too. It's just, I don't know, kind of a sad time to watch some members of the Supreme Court hand down decisions based on their personal religious beliefs or because they get fancy schmancy vacations and gifts from rich friends. Instead of ruling based on the Constitution or legal precedent. Sometimes I feel like we're in a nightmare and I'm just trying to wake up. First, I'm just going to go through the list. Okay, these are not all of the decisions handed down by the Supreme Court this session. These are some of the big ones that I was following. Affirmative action and college admissions, that's one. Student loans, environmental protections, clean water and clean water rights for millions of Americans, civil rights for LGBTQ, and voting rights for blacks in the South. Now just know this, that these decisions may you result from one case or a couple of cases. But when the Supreme Court rules, it sets precedent for the entire country and for individual states. Affirmative action, affirmative action in college admissions. The case was Students for Fair Admissions, Inc. versus President and Fellows of Harvard College and the University of North Carolina, the ruling six to three, it can, it will drastically alter college admission policies across the country. Basically, the majority of the court said that you can't use race as a consideration when accepting a student's into a college. Now, I don't know how you feel about affirmative action, but affirmative action is largely misunderstood. People think that it's just giving advantages to one set of people or group. And it may seem like that, but please remember that in some of these instances, affirmative action isn't necessarily about black versus white or brown or Asian even. It's about many times, rich versus poor. So when you talk about affirmative action in workplace, you talk about affirmative action in college admissions, it basically, many times, most of the time, comes down to rich versus poor. So this affects all of us, um, unless you're very, very rich. The reason I say this is because you can look at statistics and see that 
very, very rich people get into college because of legacy. When you talk about some of these colleges, you're talking about people whose parents went to the colleges, whose dads went to the college, and they are called, it's called legacy admissions. They get into college because they're super rich and their parents buy a building or they pull strings or they pay for them to get into college. So many times this boils down to that. So try not to look at affirmative action as just basically, oh, we're helping the poor minorities who can't get in. It's true. We haven't been able to get into a lot of colleges. We weren't able to get a lot of jobs at one point in time, and that has started changing. But it's not an all-white society where only white people can get into college. We've made progress, and that is being turned back in many cases. All right, next case. I think I'm going to go to Harper versus Moore. This is a ruling by the Supreme Court. I'm trying to get one that I'm not too overly emotional about. Harper versus Moore, I talked about this in, in the last podcast. This was like, I think, personally, one of like two rulings that I agreed with the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court rejected the independent state legislative theory. Okay, it, the vote was six to three. He rejected the legal theory that legislatures have unchecked power to set the rules for federal elections. Now, this case came about because, remember when Donald Trump lost and he went to court after court after court trying to get courts to overturn the election and they would not because there was no basis in fact for overturning the election? Well, what some legislatures have started doing is making the legislature all powerful. This is a power grab by overwhelmingly Republican and MAGA legislatures to change the rules so that when we vote in a certain state, our votes won't count because the legislature can just overrule it. Well, the Supreme Court agreed with us, the good people, <laughs> and uh, rejected this independent state legislative theory. LGBTQ, oh my God, I am just, I don't know, I, I, my head's gonna explode. 303 Creative versus Alanis. Now this case is a hypothetical, but the Supreme Court accepted it anyway. And here's why I, my head wants to explode. Every time I've covered and every time I watch a Supreme Court nominee get questioned, by the United States Senate, they say, when they're asked about abortion, when they're asked about civil rights, when they're asked about anything that they don't want to talk about, they say, well, that's a hypothetical. I don't want to comment, Amy Cody Barrett, on a hypothetical. And that's how they get out of answering. And that's how they've gotten on the court. They lied in their hearings and they've gotten on the court and now they've changed law. This was a hypothetical. This woman doesn't have a website design company that designs for weddings. She just said, if I ever get one, how much you want to bet she never gets one? If I want to get one, I don't want to design for LGBTQ because 
I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. My religion is against gay people, queer people, trans people. I, I want to know what religion that is because that's not what the religious classes I attended said. Anyway, I digress because I'm hysterical about this. You know, I got comments from people when I posted my little videos on TikTok and YouTube. Well, why does anybody want somebody who doesn't like them or believe in, you know, gay marriage? Why would you even want them to design a website? We don't. It's not the point. Here's the point. The point is setting legal precedent. If you can say today, I don't want to design for LGBTQ, can I say as a Latina that I don't want to design for people who walk into my shop and ask me to design or shoot a video for somebody with a MAGA hat on? It's the same thing. We're talking about equal rights for all in this country. We're talking about a level playing field, just fairness. Nobody wants her to design their wedding site. That's not the point. The point is they're creating these hypotheticals so they can destroy civil rights because this is a matter of civil rights. And it's wrong. And the court should know this. And the court shouldn't even have accepted this. Now it turns out that the gay man that they used as an example, that this woman was so found so offensive, is it even a gay man? He has a wife and children. So figure that out for me. And when you do, let me know. Because this Supreme Court is in big, big trouble. The Student Loan Program brought to you by President Joe Biden. The Supreme Court ruled that President Biden overstepped his power by allowing the Department of Education, which is basically Biden's Department of Education because he appointed the secretary, to forgive student loans. That's it. That's it. And you know, many, many loans have been forgiven in this country. You know, the, the, the memes are, oh, I took out a loan and you know, now I have to pay it back. That's not the point either because we had members of Congress accepting debt forgiveness of their business loans. Some of the people who are the biggest critics of student loan forgiveness accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars from the federal government for their business loans during the pandemic. It's ridiculous, the argument against this debt forgiveness. It's ridiculous. They forgive business big business loans, but they can't forgive loans for every day average people who are in big trouble right now in this country financially because of this. Okay, Groff versus DeJoy. DeJoy is the postmaster general. This is basically religion versus employer rights. This is a postal worker, that's who Groff was, is, who wanted Sundays off because he is a Christian fundamentalist. And this, the Supreme Court split this decision. What, here's what they did. They said yes and they said no. They said yes, employers have to give more accommodation 
to somebody's, to a worker's religion. So there. See, they, they said that we have to do more than just do the minimum when somebody has a religion and they need to have time off. But they rejected Groff's, the individual's, case. So they didn't rule on that. They sent it back to the lower court. But see what they did? They got in that little stipulation that it's going to make it harder for employers not to accommodate a religious belief. I don't know. You tell me what you think about this. I just think that employers should do that anyway, like employers should give people water breaks. But I guess now in this country, we're to the point where like the guy in Texas doesn't want to give workers water breaks and people are dying there right now. And I don't think anybody's going to die. I don't think if they don't get Sunday off, but this court ruled there's got to be a higher standing for getting time off when you have church that you want to go to. Hey, redistricting. This was the second case that I liked um, that the Supreme Court. Remember the Republicans in Alabama redrew two uh, districts so that basically what they did was they redrew the district so that there were no, there was not a district for black representation. If you were black, you were kind of like redistrict out of the map. The Supreme Court said that's illegal. That was uh, on June 8th and said they got to redraw those districts so that it, the districts include some black voters. Wow, what a concept. Um, yeah, so the Supreme Court did, that was one for us, one for uh, civil rights and one for America on that one. Ah, this was, this is a bad one. The, um, this happened in May. Uh, a couple, an Idaho couple sued. They questioned the environmental protection laws that protect uh, sensitive wetlands and tributaries. And the court ruled for that Idaho couple and against the Environmental Protection Act that a large portion of these sensitive wetlands and uh, tributaries in, in Idaho are not going to be protected by the Clean Water Act. And another big one, when we talk about water, you know, 58 out of every 1,000 Native Americans in this country don't have clean water. They don't have plumbing. They don't have water in their houses versus about three out of every 1,000 white people do not have water. Okay. First of all, let me say in 2023, this is a crime. It's a crime for people not to have clean running water in their house. This was a case before the Supreme Court, water rights in Arizona versus the Navajo Nation. And they basically ruled that the Navajo Nation, on their own, they don't have the right to the water that runs through and under their land to, to pull that water out and to, to plummet into homes. People that are affected by this have to haul their water for miles. Haul their water. Here's what... Um, the Supreme Court wrote, this is from Kavanaugh, who's just, how did this guy get on the Supreme Court? Ah, 
He's sickening. He wrote, it is not the judiciary's role to write or update the 155-year-old treaty that the Navajo Nation entered into with this federal government to help them get water, their own water. Wow. That's what the Supreme Court has become. It's a joke. They're, they're a joke. Okay. Because I'm like overly emotional about this, I want to read something for you. This is Article 3, Section 1 of the Constitution. Quote, the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as the Congress may occasionally ordain and establish. Okay, unquote, end quote. Although the Constitution establishes the Supreme Court, the Constitution goes on to say, it permits Congress to decide how to organize it. And then here's the history. Congress first exercised this power with the Judiciary Act of 1789. This act created a Supreme Court with six justices. It also, that act established the lower federal court system. Now, over the years, various acts of Congress have altered the number of seats on the Supreme Court. There was a low of only five and there was a high of 10 at one time. Shortly after the Civil War, the number of seats on the court was fixed at nine. Okay, end of history lesson. It is up to the Congress, and there is your power and my power to change what is happening in this country right now. It's yours and it's mine. We vote, we learn and we study who's running for Congress and we vote for people who believe in civil rights that take care of our earth and our water and our lives and care about our children and we vote. And we vote these people who don't care about earth, who don't care about civil rights, who don't care about women we vote them into office and we change the number on the Supreme Court. And we get people who read the Constitution and study, study the Constitution and help us, not people who are going to legislate from the bench. That's not their job. And they're doing it. They're doing it. I didn't put this podcast together right after the final decisions came down because because I'm a sissy sometimes. I just was upset. And I don't want to get on here and just rant and rave. I wanted to present some facts about what is happening in this country. And it's appalling about what is happening in this country. I do this podcast. And I do the little videos. And everything else I do is because I care about my country. And I care about what's happening here. Not enough people voted in the last election. A lot of people just gave up and stayed home. And I know it's easy to do that. I know. We can't do that anymore. Everybody, all people 
have to get out and vote because good people in this country, we outnumber the stinkers. We just do. We have to vote. We have to vote in mass and we have to send a message that this is not acceptable, that we believe in civil rights for all, all people, rich and poor, all people, all of us. That's the point of this country. People who came here from other countries were searching for freedoms. They wanted separation of church and state. They wanted freedoms that they didn't have in their countries. We're throwing that away by listening to this BS on hate from this other side. And the next podcast I'm doing, I've already started writing it. Well, I, I have two that I'm writing at the same time. One is uh, turning on Trump. The other is Republican Party is dead. It's now the Trump Party. And we have to stop this and get some normal people, not, not crazies, to be a part of this system. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please vote. This is important. And please be safe.